The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies. With a weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Engelhart, racing's regular guy. And thanks for tuning in for another edition of Winning Ponies. Uh, I've got a big week coming up. We had a big week go by, and uh, thanks to our handicapper last week, Bob Roberts, we got a couple price horses in there. We'll review that when we go over all of the races towards the end of this segment. Uh, our guest today, well, our first guest is going to be one of my favorite people in the world, and that's Michael Blowen. Of course, uh, he... Uh, is a guy that discovers his unique bond with thoroughbreds while working as a volunteer groom at Suffolk Downs back in the 1990s and uh, eventually went on to become the arts and entertainment reporter and film critic for the Boston Globe. And he took that love of his horses and brought it down near Lexington to Georgetown, just north of Lexington, and opened up Old Friends. He's the director of that Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation. And uh, Old Friends, as you know, a couple weeks ago, we talked to uh, Rick Capone, the author of The History of Old Friends, Home for Retired Thoroughbreds. And Michael's going to kind of update on us on some of the recent charity events they've had, some things that are going on at the farm. His new favorite horse that was a longtime favorite of mine. So we'll be talking with uh, Michael Blowen. I'm going to get to see him this weekend at a fundraiser. And in the second segment, a guy who's very familiar with the Winning Ponies audience, and that's the handicapper extraordinaire, Mr. Ed Meyer. Of course, Ed's had uh, many jobs in racing. Uh, he's owned horses. Uh, he's now currently the odds maker and the race caller at the newest track in the United States, Belterra Park in Cincinnati. Going to have a good time breaking down some races with Ed out on the West Coast. The Del Mar Debutante uh, will be our feature race. That's a grade one, 300000 and then up to Saratoga, is this the chance for somebody to knock the crown off Wise Dan? We'll find out in the Bernard Baruch, grade two, with 250000 on the line. And then in the forego, a seven furlong specialist will match strides, and then we'll wrap it up with the 61st running of the Woodward Stakes. Uh, very interesting race as far as the pace scenario is concerned so i'll be wanting to get ed's feedback on that and i hope some of you have been tuning in to the winning ponies products page if so you pulled down a few pretty good winners this week um speaking of saratoga on saturday two big hits uh there was uh, in race three there was a one dollar super for three thousand nine hundred thirteen dollars and on the same day and if you stuck around for the 13th had a one dollar super that paid twenty six hundred 
And, of course, uh, the easy win fig sheets go all over the place. And uh, on Sunday at Saratoga, there was a $1 super box in the ninth race, 3400 But getting out of Saratoga and going to Evangeline, there was a $0.50 cent, uh, Super 5 key that paid over 3100 And at Louisiana Downs, uh, just on uh, this week, a $1 Super $2,732. Okay, this is going to be interesting. It's called the Battle Off the Saddle. That's right. Corey Nakatani and Elvis Trujillo are going to step into the ring on Saturday. Two of Del Mar's top jockeys, they're going to battle it out in the ring instead of on the track. A three-round exhibition boxing match, and the winner is going to earn the jockey's room bragging rights as these two elite athletes trade punches to raise money for what has been dubbed the battle off the saddle. Actually, there's going to be seven fights, but that is going to be the sixth and featured of the night. Uh, There are going to be some uh, professional uh, boxers also. I know that many, many years ago up at Saratoga, they used to have jockey boxing matches on a pretty regular basis. Now, I'm going back about uh, 40 years or so, but uh, they, it's nothing new to uh, summer racing where jockeys would uh, put on the rings. Uh, if a uh, percentage of each reserved ticket that's purchased will be donated uh, to the uh, PDJF fund, the Jockeys Guild Advanced Tickets can be purchased via ringside seat. Delmar.com. So uh, we'll see if uh, Knockout Nakatani uh, can uh, can get the job done to uh, Elvis Heartbreak Trujillo is how they are billing this fight. I think that's going to be a great time again. Saturday at Del Mar. Um, the NTRA pulls out, and why is Dan... Though he hasn't raced since uh, fighting that bout with Pollock, is uh, a Pollock is listed as the the top horse. Wise Dan number one, right behind him, a horse that just opened a lot of eyes last weekend. Shared belief. Third, California Chrome. We'll see what happens in the Pennsylvania Derby. Uh, then we've got uh, Close Hatches, Palace Malice, Wicked Strong, Moreno, Untappable. Will take charge and rounding out the top ten. Main. Sequence. Well, you know, this is the time of year where we've had enough uh, look at the two-year-olds to kind of get a feel for who are the new hot sires. Uh, let's t- take a look at some of these sires because you're going to see more and more two-year-old races uh, uh, coming up, and these are some sharp uh, juvenile studs. Uh, looking at Lucky right now is looking at two stakes winners, three stakes placed runners, and 52% winners. So looking at Lucky, if you see any of his babies going to post, uh, you want to give a second look. Another one, I think uh, all of these horses, too, are going to be very well represented at the upcoming Keeneland September sale, is Super Saver, who has 27% winners, two stakes winners, and two stakes placed winners. So Super Saver from Windstar Farm, very, very hot right now. Then... Standing at Spendthrift Farm for only 12.5 is Warriors Reward, 35% stakes winners, one stakes winner, and four of them stakes placed. Uh, then you have Concord Point, a son of Tappet. It'll be interesting to watch his bloodlines grow uh, as his sons start going to stud. 43% winners. He doesn't have any stakes winners yet, but still 
43%. And then rounding out the top five is hold me back, 40% winners, uh, and has two stakes placed horses. So you, those are those are the top five. Other ones you want to keep an eye on uh, are uh, Silver City is one. He's a son of Unbridled Song. Uh, also, we're looking at Majestic Perfection, a son of Harlan's Holiday, who stands at Airdrie Stud in Kentucky. And then Desert Party, a son of Street Cry, who is a New York stud. He is listed in the top ten. Other ones, again, uh, Tale of Ikati, if I'm saying that correct. He's a Darby Dan stallion. Only stands for $15, but uh, 50% winners. Have, hasn't had that many, but half of his foals uh, have one. And then uh, rounding out the top ten is Discreetly Mine, a son of mine shaft. So you want to keep an eye on them when you're looking at the baby races this year. Well, uh, Shared Belief, uh, after his big win over the weekend, has now made the third choice in Horse of the Year Future Wager. These are wagering odds uh, listed by William Hill, the California-based gelding. Was at 16 to 1, but now you're only going to get Six to one on them in the future, and uh, right now California Chrome and Palace Malice uh, remain Horse of the Year co-favorites at five to two. We'll see what happens with Wise Dan. Might be some time to get some money down on him. Fifteen to one, he stands in that book right now. So uh, you can get a complete list uh, on uh, the ViewFromVegas.com. You might want to get some early action down. And now, interesting enough, after his big win in the Pacific Classic, shared belief may very well square off against California Chrome in the $1 million Pennsylvania Derby. Uh, the, the connections are looking at it as a very good prep. It's spaced out. Uh, Jerry Hollendorfer, obviously not afraid to travel with uh, shared belief. And uh, the, the also little bit of an impetus is the owner and trainer collect 200000 in the Pennsylvania Derby for appearance bonus money. Uh, so uh, certainly that's why uh, California Chrome had no problem. But uh, looking at the preps that uh, are coming up, it makes more sense to go for a million instead of $300,000. So uh, that may be a great matchup to see those top two three-year-olds, you know, shared belief, got knocked off the Derby Trail and uh, never got a chance to face California Chrome in the Classics. So that would be very, very interesting. Well, uh, we've been kind of teasing you with it there, and uh, obviously you know the race I'm talking about. The TVG Pacific Classic was run last week, and the big question we asked is uh, can uh, – Shared belief, overcome the outside post, and overcome the fact that uh, he had never run over that track before and was running against older horses, and he certainly answered that. Uh, Stalked the pace, uh, was rated very well by Mike Smith, who had the option to ride game on dude. He picked shared belief, uh, went three wide, and just pulled away uh, by two and three-quarters length. In the second spot was the horse that Bob Roberts liked, Toast of New York, who was bet down to eight to one. He finished two and a quarter lengths ahead of thirty-eight to one shot Imperative, who was just ahead of the pace setting game on dude. So shared belief 
certainly not a horse that has to uh, carry his racetrack with him. It'll be interesting to see if we get to see him match up against California Chrome. Well, a horse that could potentially match up against Wise Dan down at the Shadwell Mile at Keeneland uh, took the Pat O'Brien. That was a grade two at Del Mar. Quarter million dollars up for grabs. Golden Sense. Uh, he, uh, that was a seven furlong race. They're thinking about stretching him out a mile. And uh, then they'll have some different options uh, for going to the Breeders' Cup. Wire to wire with Rafael Bayerano in the saddle. He beat the slight favorite, Fed Biz. And in the third spot was Silentio. Well, it was Travers Day, so we had big races up at the spa. And let's take a look at uh, some of the stakes that were on the undercard. The Boston Spa was won by Abaco, a four-to-one shot of rally from off the pace, put in a very strong finish, got up by a head over Strath Neighbor, who finished very strong himself. And then in the grade one, King's Bishop, the winner was the Big Beast. Javier Castellano had a fantastic day, ran down the leader in the final 16th, and won by a neck over Fast Anna. That's right, the son of Dreaming of Anna. Then in the ballerina, it was Artemis Agroterra who gave him the slip in the lane and got home on top to pay 10.60. In the second spot was former champ, my Miss Aurelia. And then, of course, the granddaddy of them all, and our friend Bob Roberts said, you know, there is a long shot I like in this race, and it's V.E. Day. V.E. Day got up by a nose. Had to look at this photo, tough, by over Wicked Strong. And uh, V.E. Day, the uh, first time Javier Castellano was on the horse, he's now uh, won the Travers four times, and the horse paid $41. So a tip of the cap to Railbird Roberts, who gave our listeners out, a $41 long shot pick. Wicked Strong was second, and third was Toneless. So that's a look at all that big race action that we had on the card last week from coast to coast. And coming up next, one of our favorite people in racing. He's an old friend of mine, and he runs old friends. That's right. Michael Blowen's going to be with us here shortly on Winning Ponies. <laughs> School to the pros, we, we cover, everything. cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. 
Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right. Well, I teased him at at the top of the show. I gave you his uh, very... uh, Varied, varied background, I should say. Uh, Michael Vaughn is, is with us from Old Friends down in Georgetown, Kentucky. And uh, if you're listening to this show, there's a chance that sometime you're going to be in the central Kentucky area. And I guarantee you, you won't regret stopping by Old Friends. Uh, Michael and his uh, volunteers will welcome you with open arms, and you'll get to see uh, some, some racing greats and just enjoy a day getting close to the horses. Michael, how are you? Hi, very well, John. Everybody's uh, doing well, human and equine alike. So we're all pleased today. We've got a lot of nice visitors, and the horses are doing really well. So we can't ask for more than that. We had Rick Capone on uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, there's a new book out, The History of Old Friends. Uh, yeah, Rick is going to be uh, at uh, Belterra Park in Cincinnati, as I know you are, uh, on, on Labor Day uh, to, to sign the book. Well, speaking of the history of old friends, I'm sure some people, um, our, our audience is always growing, are, are listening to you for the first time. Can, can you kind of encapsulate uh, your, your involvement and the, uh, the growth of old friends? Oh, sure, John. I'd be delighted. Uh, we started Old Friends just over 10 years ago with one horse, a nice little mare named Narrow Escape. Uh, and now, uh, as I say, more than 10 years later here in, in Georgetown, uh, we have 98 uh, retired thoroughbreds that earned over $100 million and won virtually every stakes race in California and New York and most of the ones in Kentucky. Um, and... Uh, we also have several horses up in New York, and we take care of uh, 141 retired retired thoroughbreds, and we're very, very pleased. Well, the, the uh, program ha- ha- has really grown. Now, um, just uh, in, in this last year, I, I know because I, I don't know, I'm not sure, people really need to get this book to understand how, how many really good horses you've had at your farm. Um, I don't want to bring up any heartbreak, but you lost some of your favorites this year, uh, both equine and human uh, horses and people that were involved with the farm. Yes. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, that's, you know, we can do a lot for them, but immortality is not one of the things we can do, unfortunately. And it always is heartbreaking when we lose any of these horses, but particularly uh, 
This year we lost uh, the horse who was my favorite horse here, a horse named Sunshine Forever, who was a 1988 Eclipse champion, is a champion turf horse. And we, he was the first horse that we brought home from Japan once his breeding career was over. So not only was he a symbolically very important to us, but also as a, as a character, he was one of my favorites. He was really intelligent. Uh, he handled himself very well. He greeted the visitors. So uh, we had him at the farm for, for, for 10 years, and unfortunately last winter he passed away. And then... And then- uh, we lost Dr. Byers. Dr. Yes. Dr. Byers is uh, one of the great veterinarians uh, in the world, literally, and that's without uh, exaggeration. He was a great friend to uh, the horse and to old friends, and he took care of these animals, and his diagnoses were always uh, exactly right. Uh, he, he helped save a lot of these horses. He helped them live longer lives of uh, dignified retirement here at Old Friends, and uh, He's, he's absolutely irreplaceable, and I know a lot of people use that word, but I, I, I literally mean it. He's irreplaceable. Now, the interesting thing about all, all this is that so many people adore Dr. Byers, so many veterinarians who called on him for assistance and advice, that now, after doc, Dr. Uh, Byers uh, uh, passed away, we have several uh, veterinarians who are now filling in for him and... and uh, all of them promised me that they were never going to send me a bill, never going to send a bill to all friends. That includes, you know, Dr. Park from Park Equine and our chief uh, veterinarian, Dr. Brian Waldert. So it's, it's amazing the, the, the great following that Dr. Byers had and how many people are very grateful for all the help he gave them. And I'm certainly grateful for all the help he, he's given to these horses. Well, I only had the pleasure of meeting him once, but I believe when you go to the farm, there's actually a a, a marker in his honor that, that gets you up to the barns. Yes, sir. Yeah, we only have one name street here, and it's called Byers Way, and it's right next to the highway. And I always used to, you know, I used to say to Doug all the time, it's Byers Way or the highway, and now it's literally <laughs> true. <laughs> it's buyer's way to the highway. Well, uh, in addition to some of the things you lost, you, you, you've had some pretty good gains this year. You've, you've picked up some newcomers, one that I know that's very close to your heart, that, that's close to mine. My new favorite horse is uh, is Cat Launch. Uh, those uh, listeners who are fans of Ohio racing will know that uh, Cat Launch is one of the greatest Ohio breads ever. He 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 had over a hundred starts, but he won forty races. He earned over a million dollars. And my fav, one of my favorite things about this horse is that he was retired without a, a, a really without any problems at all. He you know raced till he was twelve years old, and he was so well taken care of by by uh, by his owners and by his trainer Ivan Vasquez uh, and uh, and Megan Pedlovich, who is a jockey she comes out and visits him all the time and he is an amazing horse he's huge uh and he's like a big old teddy bear he he literally will take a carrot right out of my mouth just to, to <laughs> eat it and he's a great he's a great uh, addition because the people that that come on the tours that might not have seen him race or or maybe even not not uh diehard racing fans will come and and be entertained by uh by Cat Launch, who's just an amazing animal. He's very, very intelligent. He's very gentle, and uh, and uh, he's my new favorite horse on the farm. 
Well, I will tell you this. I, I ran into Ivan Vasquez the other day, and I don't think you got a chance to see him, but he snuck down to the farm on Tuesday, and he said he went up to the paddock where Cat Launch was. He said he was way on the other side of the paddock, and he just called his name out. And he said Cat Launch turned around, looked at him, and made a track record beeline down to the fence line uh, to, to greet him and Megan. So uh, he, he hasn't forgot the ones that got him there. No, he hasn't. You know, it's funny about these horses, uh, uh, John, you know this, but a lot of people who haven't had the good fortune to be around him a lot may not know this, but we have a wonderful horse here named Commentator, who, who is, uh, aside from Funny Side, probably the greatest New York bred of all time. He won the Whitney Stakes twice. Uh, he's a multiple grade one winner. He won millions of dollars. But anyway, one day, uh, uh, he was trained by Nick Zito, and, and one day one of uh, Zito's chief brooms came by the farm and and the same thing happened uh commentator was up at one end of the paddock and paulino started to call him and and he took one look at paulino and he came rushing over and he was jumping up and down and he was screaming he was so excited to see him after all his time and fed him carrots and mince and had a great old time well paulino went back to the barn and, and brought down brought back a couple of days later uh, one of the other grooms that took care of uh commentator he called commentator. A commentator came over. He took one look at the other guy and ran to the other side of the paddock. <laughs> didn't want anything to do with him. So well, they're very, very smart, and they have tremendous memories, both for the for the for, for the good and maybe the not so good. So. Well, you, you, you're the maestro, and, and you have orchestrated this, uh, this great organization, and uh, it really is fantastic, and, and I have uh, many times suggested to people, if they are coming down to uh, see All-Stars All-Star or on their way to the Derby or the Bluegrass or anything that's going to bring them in the central Kentucky area, uh, to make sure that, that, that they, they, they get to your place. Now, you... you, you as the maestro, you've also coordinated uh, many charity events, and I must say, Michael, I just keep seeing things pop up. Uh, you've got a lot of people uh, on your side w- w- willing to help and, and because you, you constantly need veterinarian care, you need food, you need more acreage, and it seems like the racing community has really rallied around you greatly. Yeah, it really has been great, John, and nobody's done it better than uh, River Downs or now Belterra Park. You know, they're always been one of our great supporters, and and Vivian Morrison, who helped coordinate uh, all of this in the beginning. Uh, we have uh, has 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 set up a day. We we retired a wonderful Ohio uh, racing horse named Happy Go Lucky a few years ago, and now every year we do a great fundraiser up there at Belterra Park, and we're going to have a great time on Monday, I'm sure. And it's all uh, for Appy Go Lucky, and then every year in Appy's name we retire uh, one of the horses that's been racing at at, at River Downs or at Belterra Park uh, that needs to be retired, and we we take them down here, and it's all in Appy Go Lucky's memory, and we're very very grateful to the all the people in Ohio that have helped us so much along the way, because you know a lot of the racetracks uh, aren't as helpful, and and it's really really nice to see them really step up to the plate and. And, and, and really help these great horses a lot because, you know, they appreciate what these horses have done for everybody. I mean, without them, we don't have a Kentucky Derby. We don't have horse racing. It's, as Edgar Prado said when he finally won a race at Saratoga this year aboard a wonderful uh, horse named Miss Frost, he says, you know, I've been trying to win a race all, all year, but he says it's called horse racing. you got to have the horse. And, <laughs> and fortunately, uh, Belterra Park understands that and, 
and we understand it, and it's a, it's a wonderful partnership, and we're deeply appreciative. Well, I just want to give a shout-out and let people know uh, that uh, we're going to be holding an event on Labor Day. You're off work, you know, nobody's, uh, except for us schmucks that work at the racetrack. But I'll be having a great time because I'll be down there with at on the silent auction table uh, with you and Rick Capone and Vivian Morrison and some of the other volunteers are going to show up. But I, I did want to announce that there's going to be one very rare item up for grabs. It's not only an 8x10 photo, Ivan Vasquez and cat launch, but you're also donating a worn cat launch halter, and we found an old blood horse with Saraba winning the Belmont Stakes. You also have Saraba at the farm, and you're going to be donating one of his halters, too. I think these items are going to be hot. Yes, sir. I mean, we're, we're very grateful to everybody, and, you know, we have, you know, one of the things that we've always understood is that, uh, is that these horses are great celebrities. I mean, we have Gulch, uh, 1988 Breeders' Cup winner, and I think the oldest living Breeders' Cup winner. He's 30 years old now. Uh, he's at the farm right next to Saravu, as you mentioned, won the Belmont Stakes. And Ogaijin, who's our oldest horse now, he's 31 years old. Wow. As I mentioned before, we have Commentator and and Paul Four and Kudos and... and uh, you know, we, it, we're just loaded with these marvelous states winners. I think uh, we probably have more states winners than any farm in the history of horse racing, including Calumet and Claver and all the rest. <laughs> that, uh, that's unbelievable. Well, I also want to let people know, again, the silent auction is going to go from about 1 to 4. If you're in the Cincinnati area, we've also got uh, uh, autographed photos of um, Rosina Pravnik and Victor Espinoza winning the Kentucky Oaks and the Kentucky Derby. Uh, Cody Photography uh, is donating uh, uh, old friends' posters. Uh, so there'll be plenty of goods for the people to, to buy. And, and best of all, they'll get to meet and greet Michael Bowen in person. To me, that, that that's as rich as any auction item we have. Well, that's very kind of you to say. And, and my friend Rick Capone, as you mentioned, has written a wonderful history of old friends. We'll be there signing copies of the book. So uh, it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a great, great day. It's a wonderful way to spend, uh, spend Labor Day. I, that's all I can say. And we're really looking forward to it. Well, look at it this way, Michael. It'll be a labor of love. It will indeed, John. It will indeed. <laughs> All right. Well, I look forward to seeing you, your volunteers, and, and hopefully a lot of our listeners uh, coming to Belterra Park on uh, Monday, Labor Day, and we're going to have a great time. Thanks for spending this time with us, Michael. Now go on out there and feed some horses. John, anytime. It'll be great to see you on Monday as well. Thanks for everything. All right. Take care. Again, uh, that was Michael Blowen, the new book's out, History of Old Friends, A Home for Retired Thoroughbreds, uh, written by Rick Capone. And up next, we're going to be doing some capping, some of the big races at the spa and out on the west coast of Del Mar with a man I most admire, and you know him as Ed Meyer. You're listening to Winning Ponies. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move oh, on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? 
can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and back with me, he's uh, a writer, he's a former horse owner, uh, he's worked at Turfway Park, he's worked at Keeneland. Now, as I told you earlier, he's the track announcer and odds maker at Belterra Park. He'll get a chance to meet Michael Blowen in person. He's also one hell of a handicapper, and uh, he, I'd like to say he's also a very good friend of mine. With us right now, Mr. Ed Meyer, the former host of a show called Winning Ponies. Good evening, John. How you doing? You know I'm doing good, Ed. You know I'm doing good. I'm on the right side of the grass, and I got a job at a racetrack. You couldn't ask for anything more than that. <laughs> I'll tell you what. This has probably been one of the best summers that I've had since I've been a kid. I like to hear that. I know it's been very pleasant until the last week weather-wise. Well, th- that aside, I mean, it's summer, and that that we we've, we've really really had it had it really nice in in our neck of the woods, and even the nation hasn't been suffering too too bad. We hope, but you know, I've I've had the greatest the the, the greatest opportunity just to be a part of something new at Belterra and Belterra Park, and and actually, I I share an office with probably one of the the greatest guys that, that has heard some of the best voices who's been a wealth of information of just uh, of offering me plenty of advice. And uh, th- this guy, really, he's heard some of the better ones. So, you know, hearing, a, hearing a, an average to mediocre guy, he's, he's, he's been a whole lot of help, and, and that being you. And, and I'll tell you what, John, I never thought we'd ever have the chance to actually work at a racetrack again, but I am so grateful for so many, uh, so many things. And not to sound too corny, I've had the best summer known to man. Well, I tell you what, I want to know where it went. We've got to see some unbelievable racing. I mean, it's hard to believe we're coming to the last week of Saratoga. Uh, we're going towards the, the, the tail end of Belmont, and we, we, we've seen some really good, good horses run. Uh, the one I want to run by you right now is your uh, impression of Shared Beliefs Pacific Classic. Wow, I I, I think uh, Mike Moneyman Smith is he's every bit he lives up to his name. The billing is uh, is not not false in any way, shape, or form. But John, 
I actually had both of those horses in a pick four. Now, now I'm pleased, and I was very, very happy, and actually did hit it, so there's no complaints. I was impressed with shared belief. Uh, coming down the lane, I think we're only going to see bigger and better things to come from shared belief. But that race in particular, I think I might be one of the, the only folk out there that really kind of feel that maybe there should have been, uh, there, there, there might have been a little turn of, of the two. But, but that aside, the inquiry aside in that race, I think share belief is, I, I think we're going to see so many wonderful things to come. Yeah, he 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 did come. He did come in uh, a, a tad on on uh, uh, toast in New York. Was an imperative, I believe. But toast in New York got up for this for the second spot. But uh, this horse, I mean, we're talking Golden Gate, Hollywood Park, uh, Los Alamitos, and and now uh, at Del Mar. And I was just tuning up some. Uh, uh, show prep and i see that there's a chance he's going to meet california chrome in the pennsylvania derby have you heard that yet i've, I've heard a whispering that well I, I had heard that california chrome was was pointing in that direction for those two to actually tangle i think if if you see share belief on the on the trajectory that we're seeing i think that california chrome has his hands full and I know those it, are big words, but I, I was that I was that impressed with Share Belief. It'll be it'll be very interesting because the only other prep they've got uh, sidelined for him, I believe, maybe pays two hundred, three hundred thousand. I've got that someplace in my notes. But you know that, or you go for a million dollars in Pennsylvania. You know that that could be the way to go. That'll be very very interesting. Well, uh, the other race, obviously, I want to get your read on before we start doing our. Our speed capping uh, was a little old race called the Midsummer Derby uh, at Saratoga last week, uh, where it, it appeared it was a three-horse race between Byron, Tonalist, and Wicked Strong, and all of a sudden, uh, the, the son of the giant killer, James Jerkins, shows up with VE Day to get up a nose. Uh, do, do we have a new kid on the block here, or what? I mean, this horse, you look, if you're a fan of the buyer figures, which I am, every single buyer on this horse has gotten better and better and better. He's a son of English Channel, out of a deputy minister, Mary, can probably run all day. Uh, is he the new kid on the block, or did he just get lucky in the Travers? I think he's one of the many tough guy faces out there that, uh, that you're just going to have to always bring your A game to overcome. I, I, now, if, correct me if I'm wrong, John, I believe Javier Castellano, actually, that was a pickup mount for him. Yes, it was. Uh, Les Cano had been, had been riding the horse. And I also want to point out that uh, James Jerkins, son of the giant killer, beat his other horse by a nose, wicked strong. So, you know, he's another three-year-old we've got to throw into this mix. It, it's turning out to be a pretty good crop. I, I agree. It, it was it was a whole lot of fun. It lived up to his billing. But you know, when when Byron actually jumped out, they were not going to let him pull that pull away and dictate the pace. They actually pressed him. He didn't get a chance to breathe. And I believe, if I if I remember seeing the factoid, it was one for thirteen for Haskell winners actually coming back to score in the Travers. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna base it all upon that. They they pressed him from the word go. So he he really lost all all chance and effort when, when he really just didn't get a chance to, to stretch his legs the way he does best. Uh, wicked, wicked strong, tonalist. Uh, there, there, I, w- I was actually caught between three. And, uh, but I, I, 
I do respect the way Javier rides. John, I, I would play him in a, in a, in a 50-horse race. I, I love the way the guy handles runners. He seems to, uh, as, as, we, as we saw Steve Cawthon, and you being very good friends with Steve, he communicates with his animals. And I believe he really finds their, their – I don't think we've seen the bottom of him, but he really finds their best on that day. Well, we'll find out. He he just had a sensational day uh, up at Saratoga, and he's he's having a great meet all over. I mean, coming into Traverse Day, he was winning at almost a thirty percent clip. Well, speaking of Saratoga, what do you say we go to a couple races there? They got some big name horses. Uh, we'll we'll start out with the with the uh, the biggest name in racing. Uh, if you consider horse of the year the biggest name, and that's Wise Dan coming back from his colic surgery. I guess some people are saying if there's ever a chance to catch Wise Dan in a soft spot, it might be the Bernard Baruch because nobody's really sure if he's actually 100%, though all the signs seem to be pointing in that direction. I, I, I can agree with that. At, at three to five, it's, it's, a, little, it's a little rough. I, I don't think there is a soft spot to find. If there are, you better show me where it's at. Uh, and, and I know Charlie Lepresti probably feels the exact same way. No matter how many uh, wins you see, a 21 out of 29 wins, and they've all been earned efforts, and you don't see any just blow them off the map type efforts. Wise Dan is another runner that's always he's always going to be challenged from every every facet. John, this may be the opportunity for a, a humongous price. I think I might have one. I want to hear it because, well, <clears throat> should I tell you who I think it might be? Well, let me just Uh-oh. guess who it, it, it might be. I'm going to uh, say five iron. You're, you're close. I mean, I think your golf game is actually uh, is actually wanting to take the lead with Rosario, and I, I respect that. I respect your handicapping, but actually, it, 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 are we going to go? Are we going to press forward? Or are you ready? You, you for go the, forward. That was just that was just my I guess. Knowing uh, knowing how you handicap, because <laughs> you know this horse just put in uh, five iron, just ran way way too fast in, in the Nijinsky up at Woodbine, and I think you throw that race out, and and he could be very very dangerous. Uh, he's one for one at Saratoga. He won the Saranac wire to wire last year, and and I think if Wise Dan's going to get beat, he's going to get beat by a front runner. Well, the front runners they can usually dictate the pace. They they can possibly jump on the front, and maybe Wise Dan might be pressing. Then he might have other pressers. You have a very valid point there. I'm going to go a little bit kind of off of center here. I'm going to go to a runner by the name of North Star Boy. Now North Star Boy is twenty to one. I read Ortiz in, in the Irons. Twenty one percent he's winning. John, the, the, this runner is two for three. Now this is a this is an Irish runner, which I know you have to expect. Are My you, mother would be betting it. Yes, yes, your mother would. Your, she would insist upon a wager. I like the way I read Ortiz is looking in the Irons. You're seeing a couple of bullet works off of a win. Now this is a big step up. This is an acid test. But I believe that North Star Boy is going to benefit from any type of pace that I'm not going to say wicked fast, but if it's quick, and those are honest fractions, this rider, Ortiz, knows the track. Two for three over the, over the Saratoga Oval. I'm going to use North Star Boy. This is going to be my small win bet, but it most definitely is going to be in an exact box with Wise Dan. I think I'd be a fool uh, to actually toss and, and, and dismiss Wise Dan, but I, I would say if I was betting uh, six bucks in this, it would be a $2 exact box, and two to win would be a North Star Boy. I love the way the connections are coming in, and, and, I, and I really respect the way I read or read Ortiz is riding this meeting. All right. Well, I think you're reaching there. I just think from a class perspective, 
Uh, he hasn't been there and he hasn't done that. And the Bernard Baruch, you, you better be able to. And uh, you know, I, I think Five Iron could get loose. Um, the other horse, I think you've, you got to give respect to. He likes the spot. And he's got uh, got got some speed. Is this horse Syed from the Karen McLaughlin barn? Uh, so I'll probably be putting uh, putting those two underneath Wise Dan. But now that I've listened to the voice of Ed Meyer, I'll also be putting North, North Star Boy in there for sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, that was the Bernard Baruch. Let's go to the great. Horse named race the forego. I, you know you got You got to be as old as me to remember this. That this horse was horse of the year in seventy four, seventy five, seventy six. He was the champion older horse four times. What a lot of people don't remember about forego, Ed, and I don't think you were born then, is that in nineteen seventy forego won the Eclipse Award as champion sprinter. Well, first off, bless you about the uh, not being born then, and and that yes, the check is in the mail, but that I did not know. And, yeah, and, yeah, and, hard to believe. 1970, he was the champion sprinter. Of course, he he led turning for home and and uh, uh, I believe uh, running against uh, was it Secretariat? No, that would have been 73. 73. Yeah. Yes. Uh, wow. So uh, you, you're probably well. No, you know what? I, I still respect the uh, the sprinter angle just the same. But uh, leading up, leading up to the race, a half million dollars, seven furlongs. This this race here, there, there's ten there's ten very very talented runners in here, John. I'll tell you what, you lead on. I, I rudely interrupted and I took the bit. Your turn. Okay. Well, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I who, who was it? Uh, oh, good good Jamaican artist. Uh, he could see clearly now. I, I can see clearly now. Um, was it Bobby Cliff? I forget the Bobby name. Cliff. There you go. Uh, I can see clear, clearly now. He's just going to need a little help from the pace setters. And I think if he gets that help from the pace setters, uh, he's coming into this race uh, down from the trains at Woodbine. And I, I just think he's a bear. He can rate just off it. But he's going to be... Uh, he's going to need some help. I think that uh, that Palace is a legitimate threat. But if you look at Palace, without a doubt, this horse's best distance is six furlongs. He's a millionaire, but most of that money's been made at six furlongs. So uh, this race is seven furlongs. Clearly now has made six hundred and thirteen thousand going seven furlongs. It's kind of a niche distance, and uh, Jose Lescano uh, has won several graded uh, stakes horses with this race, so I'm going uh, clearly now with Palace. Who you like, brother? You know, I, I can respect you clearly now 100%, and, and I think you made every every point in case there, John. And for Devil's Devil's Advocate, I, I'm, going to use, I'm going to use your runner, but once again, that exact box, but I'm going to fall onto another number. Confrontation coming from the ten hole. This is third start off of a layoff. Three for three for this gilded son of war pass. Once again, the acid test comes to comes to comes to play here. But this runner is seven for seven in the money. And I think if anybody actually has an opportunity to step up and say, wait a minute, I never foresaw this I believe that Barkley Tag knows how to bring a runner in, and I think if you uh, if you argued with that, he would probably set you down and, and set you straight. But 
does confrontation actually have the the uh, the, the final moxie to, to put it down? I'm not sure. But I'll tell you what, I'm willing at 10 to 1 to take my price and, and to box it with clearly now. I think you made every case uh, for, for the 7 to 5 shot. But I'm actually I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to play confrontation off of a win, going seven panels over the Saratoga Oval. Three for three, horse for courses, you taught me. You know what, I'm boxing right up right there, and I'm still taking the 10 to 1 shot on top. Yeah, I do. You know, horses that like Saratoga love Saratoga. And three for three, it's hard to throw out, even though, you know, he has not faced, I mean, this is the sternest test he has ever faced uh, in, in his life. But, yeah, Barkley Tag, he's pretty much uh, been there, done that, uh, has won the Kentucky Derby. So, uh, you know, I think he knows how to train a horse up, up, up to a race. That's without a doubt. Um, well, what do you say we, we just move forward, Ed, to uh, the 61st running of the Woodward Stakes this is going to be a very interesting rider's race, in my opinion. I, and you were gracious enough to let me go first the last time. I'll let you go first in here, and then I'll give you my feedback. Well, thank you, sir. Love this race. Absolutely love this race. And I, and I know that it sounds like I'm just trying to throw darts against the wall, but actually had a little time to look at it. And I like a horse by, the runner, by a runner by the name of Zevo. Four, five, six, seven. This will be eight in a row for Zevo. Now, this is a New York bred. But you know what, John? As, as, a, as, a, as an old handicapper once told me, Ed, they don't know what state they were actually, uh, they were actually dropped in. I've heard that I before, li- yes. I like Zevo. I love Chad Brown. Anything that comes from the Chad Brown barn, uh, handicappers from all walks so if, are, are, are having to take part of this, and they immediately jump into it. Can I play against Marino? Why, heck no. I've got to throw Marino in there, but Zevo is part of it. Do I have to throw It's My Lucky Day in? Eddie Plaza, can you, can you slide? I think that's my three-horse box. It's my lucky day. The two favorites with my, with my five-to-one shot, but my money, once again, is on the five-to-one shot. Uh, I absolutely love and just love and can't get enough of the turn back in distance from the Suburban off of a win over Marino, John. And, and I like the way Zevo's actually coming in. New York bread or not, I'm, I'm going to give it my all, and we're going to see if we can crank it up. Well, uh, you know, I've, I've got the check mark on three horses here, and you mentioned all three, just so you know. Um, with, with Zevo, yeah, he's, he's going to face that problem, is that he's going to need pace up in front. So I pray, uh, you know, I'm not a big Marino fan. Uh, that uh, that somebody goes up and, and pushes him a little bit. Uh, just for our listeners, uh, Zevo in his last two races at the half mile pole was 11th, 11 lengths out of it, and 13th, eight and a quarter lengths out of it, and then went on to find the wire in front. As Ed said, he's on a skein of races. Uh, this uh, New York bred. Uh, uh, it has shown that he knows how to find the wire, and he's just really at the top of his game, but he's going to need that pace up front. What I like is Eddie Plessa, the trainer of It's My Lucky Day, is a clip uh, putting on blinkers. And now this horse just ran a very, uh, as the racing form says, finish with good courage against Moreno in the Whitney Handicap. And I'm wondering if those blinkers, that, as you know, they can put a little speed into a horse. If this horse isn't going to maybe pressure Moreno a little bit more than he wants, and uh, it's my lucky day, could find himself lucky enough to find himself in the winner's circle. But So if there is a pace scenario, 
um, and and they pressure Moreno. I absolutely. I think Zevo's dangerous. Uh, I'm really, for whatever reason, I I I met Eddie Plaza back when uh, it's my lucky day. Was going to the Kentucky Derby. He just had a hellacious trip that day. Um, a great guy, a crazy horse. He loves to look at himself in the mirror and poses for the kid. He like he, he like kisses himself in the mirror and stuff. It's really a funny story. I'll show you the photos tomorrow. But um, I, I'd love to see him see him get there. So. Uh, my heart's going to be with It's My Lucky Day, but if I'm going to bet him, I'm going to box him. I'm going to box your Zevo with It's My Lucky Day and Moreno in in the Woodward. So uh, with, with that said, uh, what do you say we uh, got a couple minutes left? We go out west and play a baby race here, but it's a grade one. It's the Del Mar Debutante, 300,000 up for grabs. Pretty full field here. It's good to see that the two-year-olds fill in the field. And I've got a horse that just absolutely jumps off the paper at me, Ed. Uh, and the horse's name is Sunset Glow. Uh, Wesley Ward uh, trains this filly. Uh, so many of Wesley's horses cost under 20000 I'm surprised to see him with a horse that cost 140000 So uh, this daughter of exchange rate must be pretty good looking. Um, she uh, finished uh, second in her maiden at Presque Isle Downs as the flight favorite, then reeled off a win on the turf at Belmont. And you know Wesley Ward, he was the first North American trainer ever to win at the prestigious Ascot Stakes, brought this horse over and just missed in the Albany Stakes when Victor Espinosa blew his whip and had to ride the last half of the race without the whip in the Albany Stakes, which is a grade three. The horses had a freshening, came back, wins the Sorrento Stakes at Del Mar, where this race is contested with a 90 buyer, and I don't see a filly in here that can smell her tail. I have to agree with it. The Wesley Ward angle... Uh... You, you've known Wesley for, for a number of years, actually. You, you helped him uh, uh, prepare one of his first runners for the Royal Ascot meeting, actually, at the River Downs, on the River Downs turf course, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, uh, we uh, arranged between races to have him uh, have a public workout with uh, three horses, and two of those horses ended up winning for the first time ever uh, over at Royal Ascot. And uh, the third cannonball uh, finished second twice in some close calls. It was it was really a neat thing to set up and to get to, to, to meet him, and he was very appreciative of the prep because he thought we had the most European-style turf course. But... Uh, you know, I want to ask who your pick is in here because I just think that this filly's heads above the field. I think if she brings half of her A game, coming now, take that the Albany Stakes. There was no Lasix now. Now the the dropping the whip that that didn't help the cause us any. And I remember watching the race. I I get up early at the crack of ten in the morning and uh, actually watched the race, and, and it was it was very exciting. Coming back to win in Sorrento like that, John. I think you you're 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 in the right. Right church, and and I and I like where you're going with this. I'm going to go one down from Sunset Glow, and that's her her eminency, uh, Joe Talamo, Mike Stidham, and I like the way I went back and I watched this uh, two-year-old daughter uh, by successful appeal actually close going five and a half. Now this is only a 78 buyer, uh, being being a, a bit of a buyer fan. But I like the way that she's coming in. Her speed rating that day was a 93, which, which is very, very quick. To be able to pick up the pieces and uh, to lay off the pace in stock going five and a half uh, furlongs, I, I think her eminency only has bigger and better things waiting down the road. I, I, I'm a big fan of Joe Talamo. 
and I, I think that he's very, very, very talented in the in the irons. I, I, I can't see myself uh, just boxing nothing but the the five to two and seven to two and and watching and and uh, and hopefully cashing my ticket. All right. Well, our producer Michael's telling me it's about time that we wrap this baby up. Thanks again for joining me, Ed. I love talking to you. I love seeing you. And I think we're going to have a, have a great Labor Day weekend. I'll make sure that uh, I, I bring uh, Michael Blowen from Old Friends up to uh, get in the booth and watch you call a race over the weekend. I would truly enjoy that. John, thank you so much. And everybody out there listening, pay heed here because uh, I think John is definitely on the, uh, on the cusp of a big weekend. All right, and, and your check's in the mail, too, my friend. All right, <laughs> we've been talking with Ed Meyer. We were to talk with Michael Blowen. Thanks so much for listening to us. So while I overlook the main track past the turf course over the Ohio River to the hills of the Kentucky, remember, bet with your head, not over it. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network.